Hello, welcome. This is Postpartum Talks and I'm Donna. Thank you for joining us. Today's episode, I'm just talking with you all alone about you. Welcome back. I'm Donna. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Postpartum Talks. Today's episode is just talking with you about you. And that's what I mean about, it's really all about you. I'm here to let you know that, yes, I'm a mom and I too have went through the experience of being in postpartum after each of my 10 children. I'm very thankful for them. Um, But some of the things I would like to talk to you, mom, about are the real concerns that you may have or the real feelings that you may have or the real disappointments that you would have. So um, I know in my journey, being a mother, growing and starting a family and watching my body change, I also had to grow a little bit in areas where I knew nothing about, or I did not understand, or I just didn't understand that last lesson. So sometimes I think it's just about us as women growing up and accepting the stages that we're in, accepting that we are women and our body does different things that men obviously don't do. And we are in a position where we have to be aware of that so we can better take care of ourselves. Um, I know for myself, when I had my first daughter, I really was excited when I came home. I was very thankful to have so many people there for me, um, which actually inspired me to become a postpartum doula because I wanted to offer that same care to other mothers or at least make it available by sharing with them ideas, tips, and other resources or other doulas where they can um, grab and start getting that same experience of having support. So for me, what I really enjoyed about once I came home was the quiet because I had my daughter in the hospital. So the two days afterwards, I was able to go home. But when I went home, um, everything was different. You know, I'm glad I left my house clean. So that's one little tip, you know, for those of you who may not be that organized or who just have a home that's not a house and garden magazine or Magnolia magazines, you know, any of those fashionable ideas. Sometimes it's just not that But it it does help if you can prepare yourself before you go in to have your baby, if you're going to be at a birth center, a hospital, or just away from your home for a few days or a few hours, so that when you do come back, everything's a little more easier to find and to adjust with or to actually have people help you. So that I'm glad I did. The house was pretty well kept and cleaned up. So by the time I came home, it wasn't much for me to do in the home. But I myself felt different because obviously I just delivered a baby, but also um, my body was not the same. You know, yes, I had the um, soreness going on. I just, I was scanning my milk. And so my breasts were hard and sore and it was uncomfortable. Um, I, at the time, um, once I came home, you know, I took the precautions of taking care of my body taking a nice bath, shower, excuse me, not a bath, you know, not taking any bath, you're not sitting in any water right now. You're going to wait for that. Okay. So I'm not encouraging you in any way to take a bath 
sitting in any type of soaking water right now. It was a shower that I took. And um, after that, I put oil on my body and just to kind of seal in the moisture and to keep out any cold air. And I rested. I did put on a support, which probably you would name it as a belly binder. So at the time we called it a girdle. And it was just for support, again, to help get everything intact with your uterus, to keep everything in a, get, getting back in the right position. That was awkward <laughs> because it would hurt. Um, honestly, you know, you just body was puffy, a little sore, and then you're putting on something to secure everything. But I am very glad that um, I did that. That really helped to keep my tummy from being flabby and um, out of shape. And just, you know, not healthy. You want to take care of your body. That's something that I really encourage you to do. Because along the way, after I had maybe my eighth and ninth, I did not um, take as much precautions with that, even though I did wear something similar to a belly binder. And yet it was not quite a girdle. Because by that time, I couldn't really find any. <laughs> I don't think they made them the same way. So I wasn't quite sure which one to grab hold of. So I went through maybe two or three different kinds before I felt comfortable. So that threw me off and I didn't like the fact that I couldn't find one that I had originally. So there are times if you have more than one child that you may go through different experiences with your body because again, it's not the same child. You're not the same person and your body is not the same. This is why you want to be on top of caring for yourself, taking time for you, you know, just sitting and just loving yourself, you know, putting your feet up, resting, taking a nap, and don't say you don't have the time. You have to um, eliminate other things off of that 24-hour clock, and you have to schedule yourself in for your own day, meaning if you don't make time for you, you're not really loving anybody. You have to make time for yourself. In the beginning, when I had my first child and I was staying home with my daughter, it was a, it was very easy to make time for myself. When the baby slept, I took a nap. When the baby was awake, I fed her, cleaned her up, put her down at the nap, and then I quickly went and cleared up my um, my room, prepared dinner, prepared whatever meals I needed, made sure I had sufficient water to drink in between nursing. So I felt really confident. You know, I felt really good about that. Also, I had older women around me to encourage me to do this. And also, I felt, wow, I better get it right because I kind of felt I need to do it to get it right because I didn't want them to you know, get on top of me. And at the time I was very happy they were correcting me, meaning they would help guiding me to take care of myself in a better way, to help guide me for later on in life, which again, I did not know I would have 10 children. So I do thank God for allowing my grandmother, my great grandmother to be there at the time to help me and my um, family at the time to take care of us, to nurture us, to guide us. Because um, many times people just don't know because they don't get it. They don't see it. So I do, I am very thankful for that. So by them being there that first time, it was helpful. It, it gave me a sense of confidence, you know, oh, I can do this. I can get this done. And I, I was very happy because by the time I had my third child, I was um, living in a different community I did not have um, that same support system around me. And the ones who were around at the, the short period of time they were, they were not as encouraging. They were more critical 
of everything I did. Oh, my house wasn't as neat. Uh, my home used to be spotless. How come you didn't clean this up? How come you didn't do all these things? So I felt a little annoyed, really, because I felt, why are you visiting if you're not helping? If you're going to help someone, pick up something. If you think I'm doing something wrong, help me teach me, but don't come and criticize me. And then you're just sitting there. So that was discouraging because it really was a waste of time and energy that I could have been been using to actually take care of my home or to just rest or to take care of my baby or just to take care of my own family. So having family members around is can be very helpful or it could be very discouraging. You have to know when you ask people to come and visit you, you, it should be on your time, the time that you're comfortable for you. If it's your in-laws or your own um, family, your own parents, and maybe they can make things a little difficult by asking you things or pushing things that you don't feel ready to do, you may need to ask them, hey, can you come back late? I'm going to take a nap. Or you may just need to just push your feelings aside, go and separate yourself from them. Don't worry about if their feelings are going to be hurt. Push their thoughts your thoughts aside of caring for them and start caring for yourself because they're going to go home. They're going to eat the way they want to. They're going to sleep the way they want to. If they're older than you, they, they already have their children. So it's your season. And that's something that I did have to um, cram for. At first I felt guilty because I felt, oh, wow, I'm not being a good hostess. But again, this is my season. This was my time. It was just for me right now to recover. And I think sometimes people come with the wrong attitudes. I think also women, other women can come with the wrong attitude when they're coming to visit. I don't care if it's your mother, your mother-in-law, your sister, your aunt, your cousins, a friend. I don't really care who it is. If it's another woman coming to visit you and they're not encouraging you, you're going to have to put some breaks on them by telling them what time is best that you would like to see them. And that might be two months from now, two months from the time that you had your baby. Because if they're not coming to encourage you, wash some dishes, cook you a meal, hold the baby so you can take a nice shower or wash your hair or just make up your bed. Or how about just do nothing? But if they can't come to help uplift you, to encourage you, to help, to assist you, to ask you what's going on or what need do you have, they don't need to show up in your house. You need to put the brakes on. And this is what I meant by us changing as women, as we grow, you know, we develop some confidence here or there. Maybe before you had a baby, you were very confident at your career and you knew everything. Maybe you had people that you, um, you know, you were the manager and you were the one in charge of everything. But I tell you, having a baby, is not the same as working for anybody. This is a whole new world that opens up and it can be exciting. It can be scary. It can be devastating when we don't know or we don't understand what's going on. But it can be the most exciting experience in your life because this is an opportunity for you to begin life again. You know, your body's starting over in developing itself and, and shrinking down that uterus and your dead skin cells are now coming off for you. You know, you, your body was stretched out like three times, three or four times the size that it normally would be. And now it's shrinking down. Your body is, is to retoning itself. So lots of um, scrub scrubbing you're going to be doing. That's it's going to be coming right off for you. It's really, you're like a snake in transformation. And your face, all that glow that you had, all those hormones kicking in and all that extra um, sweat you had going on, 
Well, now all that stuff is, is almost dull and, and lifeless. So your body has to get rid of that. And you get to transform with your skin, your hair, it sheds. I know when my hair, it wasn't a lot. It was, it was not a lot of hair loss I had. But I have heard some other friends, they lost chunks of hair after they had a baby. Um, I know my, my skin was a little different. It wasn't all that glow going on. Um, one thing I did get, you know, if, because I was breastfeeding, I did get full of breasts. I'm not that, I'm not full at all. I'm, I'm almost flat. <laughs> so after I nursed my babies, that was something to look forward to for me. I had full bust, a new size. I had a new shape, new everything. So I was excited about that. Some women are not. So again, you know, it's us. It's just us. It's our own body. And it's our own life happening right before our very eyes as we're witnessing the life of another baby, another person, another human right in front of us growing too. So as your baby starts to grow, drink more milk, burping on its own, turning uh, from left from the tummy to the side, from the side to the tummy, picking his head up, cooing, um, laughing with you. And as, um, you know, all of those changes are happening in the baby, it's also happening in you. And it's nice. It really is nice when we can identify what's going on with us, when we can identify um, our life changing right before our very eyes. I enjoyed combing my hair, getting to new hairstyles. I definitely enjoyed when I could fit into my pants again, my jeans I enjoyed when I couldn't button my shirt <laughs> because I got tired of wearing maternity clothes. Honestly, after I had my kids, I had so many children. I really did not want to be in any maternity type clothing ever. <laughs> I got tired of that. So I was always happy when um, once the baby came out and a few weeks later, I could put on a button shirt or regular shirt that was not related to maternity. But of course, you know, I had to wait. It wasn't always, it couldn't fit. It wasn't, you know, it didn't go with everything. But it made me feel good because it actually gave me a time frame as to, well, how much longer will I need to be in this stage or how much longer before it ends. And sometimes I didn't want it to end. Sometimes when I used to sit there with my um, baby eating a nice um, beef stew, and the baby sleeping. I'm sitting there and it was quiet and the sun was coming through the window. I just had that quiet time. I can hear my other children in the other room. I appreciated all of that. You know, I didn't want it to end all the time as quickly because that meant I had to get back to work. I had to get back to scrubbing, cooking, cleaning. Um, I also am a homeschooler. So I was had to get back to schooling the kids and get back to folding clothes and washing clothes. And I wasn't looking forward to all of that. I really wasn't because I realized after each baby, there is a season. Things change. It stops. And that's it. It's over. So I started getting to a point where as much as I was excited to have the, my baby and deliver a healthy baby and love it, I did not really want it to end after a while. And I felt um, kind of some days a little guilty because... I felt, well, I don't want to put all my work on someone else, you know. And um, I started to have to reevaluate why do I feel I don't want this to end. It may seem obvious why, but at the same time, um, 
you know, you have other people to take care of. So when you have a family, a large family, it can be where everything's about time, scheduling yourself to be with one child, scheduling yourself to be with your spouse, scheduling yourself to visit your friends, to work, to spend time by yourself. And that became kind of um, demanding. And it only became demanding because I did not schedule myself properly, meaning I did not put myself before everyone else. So this is my main advice to you. I hope you hear it and I hope you can receive it. You know, take time for yourself first. You're no good to anyone else if you're not loving yourself, if you're not valuing yourself enough to sit down, fix your hair, fix your clothes, take time to soak your feet, take time to paint your toenails, take time to read a book, take time to have a cup of tea with lemon and honey, take time for yourself. It's okay. It's okay. Because you know what? It actually alleviates um, alleviates problems of selfishness. Because after a while, you're kind of resenting, I didn't do anything for me today. And then you're grumpy. You're not very friendly to anybody. And therefore, you're useless to everybody. So your mind is telling you, I want time. I want time. And if you're just so selfish as to not even give time to yourself, that's the same behavior you're going to give to everybody else around you. Selfish, short-tempered, short with your time, short with um, doing your best. So um, that's not fair. It's not fair because nobody asks. The children did not ask to, you know, be here. It's your job if you're a parent to take care of your child. It's not cool if you just decide, I don't want to do this job. So we know that's not cool, right? Moms should not walk out. Dad should not walk out. Community should not walk out. But it's your job. It's your child. So you have to make time for you to reserve some energy for you so that you can replenish that into sharing your life again with the people around you. And babies need that. They need to know the assurance that their parent loves them. They need to know that you are there, that you're going to stick out the work for them. You're going to show up to feed them. You're going to show up to laugh with them, hold them, change their diaper, clean them, buy diapers, you know, look at what's going on with them, take them to their doctor's appointment, speak to them, teach them how to read and write, go to the bathroom. There are so many wonderful things. Listen to them talk back when they want to say no. That's something that's, I don't know, some days I felt heartbroken. How can this little child who I loved so much tell me no? (laughs) I hated it, really. I think it's cute when you hear them the first time, but I hate it once they know how to say no and when to say it. And it feels like um, a, a little form of betrayal, but I do recognize it as another phase of growing. And it also allowed me to grow, recognizing that, my child is an individual, even if they're, you know, like six months old, eight months old, a year, two years, 15 years old, um, 30 years old. They're still your child. But we learning to let, we learn to let go. We learn to allow them to be independent of us because I think that is the main goal. You have a child. You love that child. You raise them. You put, you instill good values into them. I myself, I read the scriptures to them and I teach them, um, to follow those laws in the scriptures. And I teach them that there is a creator, that there is a God that made them. And they are responsible to to answer to that creator. They are responsible to to love their neighbors and to love themselves. Um, 
But our job is not to do that for them 24-7. Eventually, they have to do it all by themselves. So parents, a parent's job, or as I see it, a parent's job is to develop that child to be the most independent of the parent as possible. This way, you're just kind of um, duplicating yourself into this world, and you're making this world either a better, um, more aware person in the world and you're bringing a person like that into the world who's more aware of the individualism of others and the needs of others so they can be available to help them or to encourage them based on how they were loved at home. I um, recognize that as you are figuring this all out, I don't care if this is your first baby or your 10th, you are always trying to revamp, refigure it out. But I just want to encourage you to let you know that you are a woman and your body is constantly changing and adapting. But guess what? You were made to be a woman. Therefore, you can do this job. You're the best one to do it. You're more than capable. And your life is wonderful. You are doing a wonderful job. If you're listening to this podcast, you're doing a wonderful job. You're looking for avenues to help you be a better parent, to help you understand your body, to accept the changes that's going on with you. I just want to encourage you that this is a time for you to love yourself. This is a time for you to recognize that I'm, you know, I'm listening. I'm I'm hearing you. I, I too was in your situation or something similar to you. And I just want to tell you, yeah, some days it's scary. Some days you'll be crying. Some days you'll feel very angry. Some days you will feel resentful for even being a girl. <laughs> and other days you'll be very thankful for being just who you are when you look in that mirror and valuing every part of you, every piece of you, every part that is what the society would accept as beautiful and every part that the society would accept as ugly. I look at myself every day in the mirror and I hug myself and I tell myself I love me just the way I am. Yes, there are imperfections, but I can love my imperfections because I know as a woman, I'm growing still. So I'm okay with my imperfections as I know that eventually I'm going to become more stronger, wiser, better at who I need to be. And that really is just being myself. I encourage you to enjoy this time And remember, um, today's session was just for you. I want to let you know I'm listening, I hear you, and I appreciate you that you're looking for encouragement. You're not alone, and you can get through this, and you are getting through this, and your baby one day will tell you thank you for sticking, sticking it out a little harder, a little longer, even when you felt you couldn't, because in the end, that's what will make you a really good mom. Anyway, I just want to say thank you for stopping in to listen to Postpartum Talks, and I hope you continue to grow and accept the beautiful person that you are becoming.